This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. Sports Properties, a property of Learfield IMG College, brings you Hawk Talk. Hawk Talk is brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. Hawk Talk is on the air. Here's ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome into another edition of Hawk Talk, uh, brought to you by Walk Ons, although uh, not on site this year. We do uh, always want to mention uh, the good folks at Walk Ons, our uh, presenting sponsor here of our coaches' show. As uh, the Warhawks coming off of a bye week, it was nice to uh, have some time off to kind of kind of get refreshed and uh i'm sure work on some things especially coming off of a uh, a tough loss at liberty by a score of 40 to 7 a liberty team by the way that went to syracuse this past saturday and uh and dominated uh, syracuse a really good football team there in liberty we welcome in uh, coach matt viator i hope the bye week treated you well and uh certainly we're uh, kind of ready for this home stretch here of the uh, final part of the season yeah uh, i thought i thought the kids really did a good job with it i mean you go back to uh, you know the tuesday wednesday and the thursday practice we had and uh, coach shelker and i were talking about that that you know that thursday practice before a weekend you know that you're going to give them some time and all that you know usually not a lot of fun yeah but uh, i thought they did a good job i mean it came out and competed of course the weather was awesome which certainly helped too but uh i thought they did a good job with it nick and uh you know worked hard tried to work on some things obviously that that we need work on um it's just a fine line you know it you play five games and you go through some of the stuff we went through at camp you know some guys need a little bit of time to let their bodies recoup but then there's so many things that you want to work on too and there's a fine line there and uh you know hopefully we um had the right mixture uh we do want to go back briefly and, and touch on the liberty game even though it's been you know the bye week that was the last game uh that was played uh and i just you know mentioned what they did this past weekend uh to syracuse uh i, I knew they were a good football team coach but but i came away from uh from that one uh really impressed with just the whole operation there at, at liberty from from you know facilities and all the different things and, and the way they're coached the way their players handle themselves uh, re- really a first class program there with the flames i agree i you know it is it's hard to tell you know because they had played some games and stuff and who they're playing against but i thought getting out there you know against especially the teams that we've played against i mean when you look at them across the board i thought they were physical you know they were big enough guys i mean i thought they could run in all positions and uh you know of course the third game i think they played this year the quarterback didn't play and he's a difference maker yes no doubt I mean, he kind of makes the whole thing go. And, uh, you know, because even when we did a good job defensively, he scrambled out and made plays and stuff. So, 
But no, I thought they did, and I, I'm with you. I was impressed with the whole thing, with the whole operation. Unbelievable facilities, you know, beautiful place. I mean, the way they, the way they played the game and stuff. I agree with you. I was 100 uh, percent impressed. Yeah, Willis, uh, the quarterback, uh, certainly did it with their legs. I thought defensively, we did a pretty good job on their their passing game. They went they went deep quite a bit, and uh, they really went at, at at Bunny quite a bit. Marbles on that side, and and for for the most part, uh, he held his own out there. But it was his running that that really just just seemed to uh, to get us. Especially, uh, I think he had three or four, you know, third and I, I would consider long eight eight plus that he converted with his legs. Well, I think then that was the thing, too, that, you know, Coach Stoker worried about and talked about. And when I, I actually went back and watched them some, too, I mean, that was – but like I said, he didn't play the week before. Right. So you didn't know – you saw he was wearing the thing on his elbow, which I mean, on his non-throwing elbow. But uh, anyway, yeah, he definitely makes a difference when he's in there in terms of his skill set. I mean, you think about it, too. This is his first year to start. And uh, but he's an impressive player. And uh, defensively, I thought we we did play pretty well out there, and we were down three guys on the defensive line. Uh, really, a number of guys had to play a lot of snaps out there, but uh, certainly had, had some good moments there on the defensive side. Really, only giving up twenty points out there on that side of the ball. Well, you know, we hung in there for sure, and we got two turnovers deep in the red zone. Yep, and kind of thwarted their several of their uh, their drives and stuff. So. But uh, I thought we did a good job, Nick, for the most part against the run. You know, you look at it and, uh, you know, so. But as you said, I mean, that's wasn't as bad as, wasn't as poor, I guess, not, I shouldn't say bad, poor as the weeks before on third down. But it's still something that's that, that continues to kind of plague us a little bit. You know, we're getting people to third down and stuff, and people are finding different ways of converting. Their defense was uh, certainly lived up to the hype. They they were outstanding uh, once again, making it really tough on on our offensive football team, in particular on third downs. That that was a struggle point uh, for the offense. You know, it's third downs are going to be struggle when first downs are not good. But I mean, even when we got some some good third down, we felt like some good third down yardages. We just didn't, you know, we just didn't execute, didn't come up with the play. So. I mean, give them credit. They did a good job. You know, I think we can obviously play better than that, I hope. And, uh, you know, we'll have to uh, – and we will have to play better than that. We'd come off some th- some things from the Georgia Southern game that we were, you know, kind of excited about, maybe moving it forward, and just didn't happen and definitely took a step back. Uh, some of the things that, that I saw late in the game, some, we got to see some guys that, that haven't had a whole lot of opportunities out there, in particular in the backfield. Myers, I was impressed with his burst uh, whenever he caught in there and, and took advantage of his touches. And then uh, how about Caden Roach getting uh, his first ever uh, touch, turned into a touchdown there, the only points we were able to put on the board. Well, I was happy for both kids. And, uh, you know, Javen is, you know, Isaiah got hurt again. And, uh, you know, and then of course we got Josh out, and but got opportunity for. I was glad to see Javen get that opportunity because he's been here and great kid, and works hard and stuff. But I was excited. It didn't really surprise us in terms of what he was doing, and uh, and really happy for Caden. But uh, not many people your first play that you play in in a college game is a touchdown so <laughs> doesn't get much better than that does it that's as good as he can get there for, for that young man and hopefully uh the first of many to come uh unfortunately there the 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 really the story of the game that everybody comes away talking about what was you know some of the situations on the punting game um you know block pun a, a drop snap uh and and then you know punt return i think the thing that that people might forget about is is some of the penalties that led into some of those as well um 
what, what were what were some of the breakdowns there in the punting situation there at Liberty? Well, I think it's you know you go back and look at the punting, which we obviously have to get better in that. You know, we have to do get, get a lot better at doing that, and protecting the punter and the, op- the whole operation of it. Um, but the penalty certainly didn't help. You know, that's something that that, w- that we have to correct. And then, to be honest with you, Nick, just to be blunt, we're punting too much. You know, and so we got to got to do better on offense, move the ball more on offense. You know, we have to. Uh, you know, we're just punting too much, and um, you know, and then. Still no excuse for the breakdown, but again, I mean, you know, if you punt and they keep, you know, ever since you go back and you look at it, Army blocked a punt from the first, you know, right to start the year off. Yep. Well, after, since then, I mean, Georgia Southern hasn't rushed a punter in years, and all of a sudden, you know, we get to play them, and they're, you know, they rush in every time. Liberty's rushing every time. I mean, the cat's out the bag, and so, I mean, you have to, you know, bow up and protect and do all the things that, that you're supposed to do, and uh, and then... When you punt that many times, you know, one guy breaks down or one thing, you know, and stuff. So are the operations a little bit off in terms of, you know, of the snap and the punt and the timing of it? I mean, there's a multi, there's a variety of things, but I think the penalties and the offense could help the punting situation also. No question about that. We'll take our first break. We'll come back and we'll get into the bye week a little bit more. What what was uh, really the focus point of the uh, the three days that you really had to practice and uh, how we could parlay that into uh, hopefully the first victory of the year here against South Alabama. You're listening to Hawk Talk brought to you by Walk-Ons here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Welcome back to the show as we catch up with ULM head coach Matt Viator. The Warhawks getting set for a trip down to a new new stadium in the league, Hancock Whitney Stadium on campus at South Alabama. We'll get into that a little bit later on here in the show. But the bye week, you know, you just kind of mentioned it in the first segment, uh, you know, rolling through fall camp, had the pause, and then, uh, you know, really had a, a week to get ready for Army, and then it was it was like a gauntlet, bam, 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 bam. You know, all of the programs in in the league and in the country seem to be having pauses, and we never did, and that's a good thing. Uh, but that was a rough five week little gauntlet. Uh, what were some of the biggest things that that you guys really wanted to hone in and, and focus on uh, during the, this extra time during this bye week? Well, I think for, uh, starting, you know, from an offensive standpoint, trying to uh, kind of went back and. And uh, I guess started over against odd fronts, and uh, you know we we don't obviously don't, we don't see it against our defense. And then when you get into the season, all of a sudden you know people start playing odd fronts and stuff. But just being able to to kind of start over and go back and here's the plan. I never really thought we we ever caught up, you know, starting kind of getting thrown in an Army game the way we did, and we just never have really caught up there. And I think having a a more consistent, a better plan, trying to attack odd fronts in terms of running the ball. Uh, special teams-wise, we spent a lot of time on punt and the operation of the punt and, you know, what, how we put everything. I mean, we we did some in every practice and obviously filmed it, which we do every practice, but came in as a whole staff and, I mean, just broke the whole thing down again. So we definitely, um, you know, worked, on, worked hard on that. I think from a defensive standpoint, I mean, Coach Stoker, wanted to take the week to, you know, kind of look at what we're doing and, you know, maybe put a few wrinkles of his own in there to, to, to see if he can't help us out because he never really, you know, he kind of got thrown yep. in and the thing kind of 
So those are basically the things. Uh, I think there's a fine line between it, and I don't know what it is, and hopefully uh, we have the right combination. But, you know, it's uh, you want to get a lot better, and you need to get a lot better, obviously, because we're 0 5. So you want to go out and practice, 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 and bang, bang, bang. And then by the other token, we've had, you know, we have, like you said, it was a tough stretch. And if we were 4 and 1, you know, then it would be about giving the, the players a break, give their bodies a break. So there's a fine line in there. So yep. we did work. However, I don't, I'm hoping that we didn't overdo it, so to speak, and um, and the kids will come back fresher. You, s- you said earlier the Thursday practice before the bye week is always one that, that you kind of, you know, worry about and, and you know, kind of get a good judgment. And, and what you're saying, they seem to really put it put the work in there on Thursday before getting a little time off. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, you know, Coach Stoker and I, we both – you know, been doing this a while, and you know, we were kind of laughing about it, really, you know, that afternoon, because traditionally, I mean, that's, you know, you're going to go pull some teeth here. You know, when you go out there, I'm talking about through all the years, it don't matter. You know, I've been in open weeks undefeated. I've been in open weeks coming off of a huge win and off of several losses, and that never like this, you know, oh, and haven't won a game. But still, that by the end of the week, you know, the kids are ready to get away. I mean, because pretty much you're normal up until – Thursday you know I mean you have a normal week and then you're going to give them Friday and the weekend to kind of you know so they're ready to go <laughs> so to speak but I thought they did a good job and so I was uh happy with that and I think all you, you all your coaches probably ready for for a little bit of this I mean the mental aspect of you know, every season is tough but I think this year in particular has probably been uh, a little tougher than, than others just because of the, the uncertainty of everything that we're going through. What, what did you as a staff, you, you and your staff do uh, to kind of have an opportunity to decompress after you got done with Thursday? Well, I mean, we, you know, I gave them a couple of days off and stuff, which I, you know, thought was something that we needed, you know, just to kind of, you know, just to kind of get away and uh, work through Thursday. Gave them Friday and Saturday and then, you know, came back uh yesterday and, and you know put in a full day yesterday going back through everything but uh, you know I, I thought it was a good time Nick to get away and uh, you know not that anybody's fully away but I'm talking about you know because they were still I mean I was here both days and I mean there's still coaches coming in and out but I'm yep. talking about farming meeting and grinding and you know I just watched some film on my own really to be honest with you you know and stuff so I thought it was a good time for that and a good time for the players and a good time for the coaches. I think another thing that was big about this bye week that people you know normally may not know about you know your team and, and really all the student athletes here at ULM but they've been in uh, a different, you know, different setting than what a normal college student would be. They've been in, in hotels for really, I guess, during off-season workouts leading into camps and everything. And uh, I believe the Sunday after the Liberty game, we're able to get the uh, the new complex, housing complex, uh, finished, and we're able to get all them moved in. And, and maybe that'll help kind of allow these athletes to you know, get out of a hotel and get back to a little sense of normalcy there and kind of get back to being a real college student. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that's certainly something that that we're hoping and uh you know we had right at 70 kids you know in the in, in the hotel for a pretty good stretch there for several months and uh, but we were very fortunate beautiful place beautiful complex and uh you know this really did it you know they did a great job with it and stuff and uh come in scott and everybody was a part of it and so but we did we spent the sunday after liberty you know, we did, you know, I guess the only consolation is we didn't get in that late, you know, so we got in and Saturday night and 
got out, got after it. Uh, players did and uh, had a lot of help, but uh, got after it and got everybody moved in. Took most of a day <laughs> to get everybody, get all this stuff in mini storages, get out of the hotel, everybody get in. But, uh, you know, now, now we're in, and I know they're excited about it. A bye week would also entail a lot of recruiting, but this year uh, I would imagine is a little bit different. Uh, I don't think you guys were able to go out on the road. Is that correct? That's correct. So what's the kind of the recruiting breakdown right now? Um, how, how are things working? What are some of the new rules for, for this year versus the other years? Well, I mean, the the, uh, the newest are, is that you know recruiting is still dead until the 1st of January. So, I mean, we can't leave and kids can't come here. I mean, you can't bring them here for games or anything unofficial like you used to and stuff. So there's not a lot of, there's not any personal contact. I mean, you can still do the phone calls and text message and still can do some virtual things, but you're just not allowed to, you know. So really, for this whole recruiting cycle, Nick, I mean, kids have not been able to get to any campus and see any campus unless they did it their junior year. You know, like they went to a camp before their sophomore year, or, I mean, before their junior year or something. But other than that, but uh, it's definitely been very different. And, and even for you guys, and, and once again, these are different rules during different times. So say you wanted to go watch a game on Friday night, you're not allowed to even go watch across the river, you know, with, with big games or anything like that, right? No, not during a dead period. That's crazy. You cannot uh, you cannot leave your campus um I mean, high school coaches, high school athletes cannot come to your campus either. And uh, it's just, I mean, that's just the way, the way it is this year. It's it, for everybody. So. It's for everybody, no doubt. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, normally, normal open dates, I mean, you know, the coaches would have been out, you know, Friday, you know, at least Friday, Saturday, probably the Monday. Sometimes I did it different ways. Yeah. But you tried to um, to get out and to get in the schools at least two of the days, you know, uh, during the open week. But, uh this year, you know, we weren't. And so, finally, on that, I would assume no, uh, no early signing this year. Is that is that right or not? Well, as it stands today, early signing day is still on. Wow. Okay. So, I haven't heard differently. You know, I haven't seen anything differently, and haven't heard differently. But uh, like I said, as far as I know, they they have not moved that. Well, 2020, uh, anything you know, they they could throw anything on us at any time, right? So, well, uh, who knows? Yeah, with the norm, with the the increasing number of mid-year kids, you almost have to have a recruiting weekend. I mean, you know, you, I, a, rec- a, a signing day, you know, because that's kind of the yeah. a norm, especially in the, in the Power 5 schools. You know, at least half to three-fourths of their class that signs, I mean, they're enrolling in January yeah. and starting early. So you have to have some signing. Stay tuned on that, and then uh, we'll get that all figured out. We'll take our final break. We'll come back, and uh, we'll start breaking down this uh, matchup, the trip down to Mobile to take on South Alabama. You're listening to Hawk Talk, brought to you by Walk-Ons, here on the Warhawk Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Let's go back to Hawk Talk with ULM head football coach Matt Viator and the voice of the Warhawks, Nick White. Final segment here with uh, Coach Matt Viator as the Warhawks get set for a trip down to South Alabama uh, to take on the Jaguars. Now, this will be a different trip to Mobile than what we're used to. We've gone to Lad Peebles ever since they've come in uh, to the league, and, and now uh, they have a new palace on their campus. Uh, I'm good friends with their uh, play-by-play guy, J.D. Byers, so whenever I was there for basketball uh, there uh, this past season, I got a, a little early tour it was still under construction 
Well, that's a fine facility that they, they finally got down there on campus, and uh, I think they're already reaping the, the benefits of that. Uh, re- really beautiful place we're getting set to go play at on Saturday. I haven't seen it, and so uh, I know, you know, talking with Coach Campbell, I know he's really excited about it. And, uh, and I know Dr. Joel, the AD, he was the AD at Southeastern, and they're great people. And But um, it certainly looks good. I mean, I watched, the t- you know, watched it on TV uh, Saturday, and they showed a little bit of it. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing it as well. You know, South Alabama, as far as a, a team, we've talked about our situation, but uh, they, they were hit as hard, except maybe Appalachian State in our league. They had a 23-day pause. Uh, here from from the the previous game to to playing this past week, uh, and and you know give them credit they came back and uh, they got a nice win against Texas State this past week. Uh, in seeing them the couple of times that I have watching a little bit of that game uh, versus Texas State, watching them against Southern Miss on that Thursday night opening up the season, uh, you can immediately see uh, th- this is a different team. And it really, you say that because of what you're seeing on offense or what I'm seeing on offense. Uh, it's a much different team. We know their defense has always been solid, but offensively, you can tell they got some different dynamics and what they have they have had in the past. Well, you know, the the three wideouts have been there and they've kind of come up through the system. And you know, we I've watched them, and uh, especially starting with Baker. And I think they're three good players. Uh, their offensive line, I think, is better this year. Uh, Carlos Davis is doing a really good job. I was a big fan of Mentor, yeah. and always have, always was. And uh, but this young man's come in and and did some really good things at, at running back. Uh, you know, they're they're not really settled on quarterback. They keep kind of going back and forth. But I think uh, you know everywhere else uh, they're certainly better. Yeah, and the two quarterbacks are uh, uh, Chase Lover, Loverich, and uh, De- that's a tough name for me to say. Hopefully, he doesn't play a whole lot there. Uh, but Desmond Trotter uh, out there as well, and, and their numbers are pretty even, Co. I mean, they're you know right there, both pretty pretty similar in passing yardage, touchdowns, all the different things. What are the different dynamics you're seeing in breaking those guys down? Well, they're they're doing a lot of the same things. Uh, you know, they'll put some some uh, a couple option plays. You know, they do out of the out of their zone read game and stuff, uh, you know, when Trotter's in. But Trotter is a really nice-looking young man. I mean, he's tall and athletic and rangy, and then, you know, Chance is smaller. But the smaller guy is the thrower, yep. the pocket thrower, and the taller guy is the runner, which is a little bit different kind of, you know, when you look at that. But both of them have been productive. I mean, when you look at their games – and what they've done, uh, they got some production from both of them. So, so it'll you know it'll be a challenge either way. And I think the other big thing with them, and you mentioned Mentor, he was there forever, but he's gone now. Uh, but for for a while, he was pretty much all they had off. I mean, he was pretty much did everything in in the pass and the run game. But Davis has come in; he's he's doing well there in the running back position. And Baker Tolbert, you know, I tell you all this, and we play conference teams. I go from last year's chart and started uh, a little bit this morning and. There's a lot of those same names right there, especially at the receiver position that they were there have been there for a while. Yeah, there is Baker uh, being being the main one. Baker, uh, you know, being the the uh, the main one, and uh, Talbert was had a good year last year, and then uh, the other young man kind of rotated in some. But you know, the the thing that jumps out at you is, I mean, they can run, but they're all bigger guys. I mean, to take three guys that are all six one, six two, I think six three is the tallest. They're all 200 pounds plus, and so they're bigger wideouts, and uh, you know, and they can they can catch it over you, or you know, especially in the case of Baker, I mean, he can take a short play, a short yardage uh, throw, and turn it into a big one. 
defensively, they bring in the uh, reigning Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week, Riley Cole. He had 15 tackles uh, last week. He was my vote, uh, and a, a number of them tackles for a loss. He was all over the field, but it really starts on their defensive front lines. Uh, they, they have always been solid there, and this year is, is no different. No doubt. I mean, they have good players in there and, uh, you know, and, and, and some of the things that, that they're doing. And I've really been impressed with Riley. You know, he actually played buck safety or Sam linebacker, whatever, last year, and they moved him inside. But uh, he made plays on the outside last year, too. And then on the inside, you know, he's making plays as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it starts up front with those guys. And uh, I th I'm with you. I think the last several years they've been really good up front on defense. They gave us a lot of problems last year and stuff so uh you know they they're giving you the same problems then we'll go to the third phase there the the special teams you talked about how much y'all worked on that what are you seeing out of them that concerns you going into this game you know the the really basic when you look at it i mean as, as basic it gets middle return which you don't see a lot of kickoff from a kickoff return uh standpoint they have a left-footed kicker you know, so we have to kind of turn everything around, you know, in your eyes in terms of, you know, which way, you know, which way the ball is going to be getting kicked. But, um, you know, they've been pretty basic, I guess, is, is the word, but very sound in what they do. But, uh, you know, up till this point. But, uh, hey, look, I mean, after, you know, Nick, you and I were talking about it, we played Georgia Southern. I think Georgia Southern's tried to block one or two kicks in the last two years, and they came after every one of them against us. Yeah. So, you know, we have to be ready. Finally, this is a this is kind of odd to be playing a game, uh, you know, late October, and this will be the first, I guess, quote bus trip. Uh, it's just odd, you know. We've had both the road trips have been flights, obviously short bus rides, and then three home games. Uh, a little bit different as far as travel goes this week for your football team. Yeah, it will be. I mean, I'm look, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it, really. You know, I like a. I like a good bus trip. <laughs> I don't know if the players do or not, but but uh, but I certainly do. And uh, but yeah, I mean you're right. It'll be different. And this weekend when I was working on the trip this past weekend and stuff, I was up working on the trip. I had to pull out bus charts and seating charts and who's on what bus. I mean I had, had, had to do that this year. I haven't had to do that since uh, everything had Lafayette on it from last year and stuff. So I had to kind of go back and you know what we were doing and you know how we were putting how we were arranging people on the buses, how I was doing it and stuff. So. Anyway, I had to go find that file. Bad part is, uh, you know, it's tough enough wearing one on the on the flight, but uh, I guess do they, do they have to wear a mask for the whole time on the bus? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, Good thing I'm coming down Saturday. Though. Well, I mean, it's not, you know, obviously. I mean, yeah, whenever you the, eat and drink and all that. Yeah, I mean, with the plane, is a lot of federal and stuff, too. Yeah. But, no, we're going to, you know, no, no, we're going to we're gonna do it and, and, and stuff. And, uh, you know, especially – five hours in a confined you know in a confined space yep. there and stuff i think it's very important ulm at south alabama that'll be saturday night uh, mike and i will have the call uh starting with pregame at 5 p.m kickoff at 6 we'll have it on klip 105.3 fm televised on espn plus make sure you go to syncmygame.com figure out how you can sync us up with the tv coverage coach we appreciate the time and uh good luck here against the jaguars thanks nick uh we want to thank all the folks at the radio people uh jr and all the good folks there uh, helping us out on the show here today and also john lewandowski our media relations director for coach matt viator i'm nick white and you've been listening to hawk talk brought to you by walk-ons here on the warhawk radio network from learfield img college Talk has been brought to you by Anheuser-Busch, Bancor South, Brookshire's, CenturyLink, Coca-Cola, 
Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine, First National Bank, Iberia Bank, Louisiana Lottery, and Warhawk Sports Properties. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Louisiana Monroe. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of ULM and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by ULM. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the ULM Sports Network.